Hi, and uh, welcome to MC Podcast number 30. Ooh. Number 30, Lynn. This is <laughs> this is our, our 30th podcast here. Now, I know that that doesn't sound like a big number to most people, but, I mean, to me, I think I think 30 is kind of a big number. You know what I mean? Kind of seems like we're seasoned at it. You yeah, know? yeah. Old veterans and, the, you know, with exactly. 30. Exactly. I, but I will be honest with you. It feels like it's more than 30. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, only 30? This yeah. is only the 30th one? So, well, it seems anyway. like 30 to me. I haven't been with you on every one. Well, you know? I, yeah, I know. I, I get it. You've but had to you put been... up with Kevin a time or two. You've had to put up with Kyle, even Cullen. I you know, know. I know. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just have to bring in the B team. I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it just is the way that it is. Yeah. You know, you can't have you can't have the superstars on the floor all the time together. No, I don't think that would be. I don't think that would be wise. No, really. no, it, it just really wouldn't be fair to 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 everybody else. Or even the rest of the world, if we sat here all day and talked and hit a home run every time out, like every, we do. You I know, know, I know. It's it, you know, I mean, it gives it gives others a chance. Yes, it, yes, it, it definitely does. So, so really, truly, you out there listening, this is episode number twenty of the or number twenty, whoo, episode number thirty of the MC podcast. And my my guest in studio today is Lynn Crabtree. Lynn. Welcome again. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Good deal. Hey, what's what's been going on with the crab trees here lately? It's all been busy. We're, uh, you know, we're sitting up here, and this is well into November now, and we're still trying to all the corns in production. Corns in. We've really got the we've got the the uh, production units fired yep. up. They're they're running corn hot and heavy, and that's going really well. Better best year ever for us in that regard. Uh, we've had a good year in terms of yields and harvest was a few glitches, but not many. Yeah. And so overall across the board, that was very good. But here in, here in Southern Illinois on the farm that I like to get my grandchildren out on, you it. know, for, yeah. for farming and playing, you know, yeah. uh, we still got some beans in the field and we've been over the weekend, we've been trying to harvest beans and this being Monday morning, we're, you know, we're, uh, uh, we, we still, I don't know, we've got between 150 and 200 acres of beans and we're, we're still throwing down a little cover crop, which is probably foolish this late, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, you never can tell. I mean, we we haven't had. I think we finally got our killing frost about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still got turnips up in the garden, and my Brussels sprouts are still up. My my uh, tomatoes are all dead now, mm-hmm. so they, so frost got them. But but they were they were going good up till two weeks ago. Yeah. So I you know I don't know. I mean, maybe putting a little cover crop down isn't 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 as futile as we may think that it is. We've got uh, the uh, the full service ag is going full bore, and we're uh, we're in the middle of uh, our, our prime sales season. So they're just it's a busy place around here, and a lot of things going on. Definitely. Well, I, I asked I had I had Kevin in on the last podcast, and I asked him this, and probably by the time this one airs, it will be afterwards. But uh, Crabtree's got big uh, plans for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to Grandma Crabtree's. It's oh. up in Central Illinois, up in Jacksonville, yeah. and the whole family is going to be there. Ooh, doggy! Yeah, man, they got a place that big. I mean, because 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 the whole family is growing here. There you is, know what I there mean? There is hotel reservations made. All right, you. there you go, there you go. So good. No, I, I think uh, I think we will. Uh, by the time this airs, we will have had a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, got family coming up from Texas. Dad's coming up. Oh, so, good. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to spend some time with him, and uh, maybe I'll get a little work out of him. We'll we'll see. I let, let me know how that goes. Yeah, I'll see how that goes. Absolutely, no doubt. So so being that it is, it is the end of end of November, and we're and we are headed into, we are headed into December and January and into the winter months. I just wanted to spend a little time today, kind of talking about. You know what? What farmers needed to be getting 
getting done this winter, and especially with with livestock. You know, I mean, I guess you know dairy, dairy guys. You know, what are what are some tips for 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 continuing to keep up with cow comfort and um, you know and and what we what we needed to be doing this winter. And and so um, you know a couple of things that, that I can think of, and we can expound on these. But you know, air quality this winter. How how do we deal with air quality and ventilation? What about bedding? You know, temperature, natural light, all of these kinds of things. You know, and Lynn, with with your background, you know, there there are a lot of these things that that you've seen over the years. Some some things that, that work, some things that don't work. And so I just kind of want you to you to you to hit on some of those things for us today. Well, you if you kind of key me in, because I, I have a tendency to ramble. No, that's okay. Uh, so if you kind of keep me on task, um, you know, along with all of the other things that are going on in the wintertime, you know, we've got all of the, we've got to keep tractors running, we've got to keep water lines uh, from freezing, we've got, yeah. to, you know, all of the winterizing of the, of the machinery, the facilities, and all that kind of stuff. The goal here, and I think the things that you're talking about, is, is, is reducing stress on the cows. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't really matter what time of the year or season of the year that it is. The goal is to reduce stress so that we can that we can encourage the, so that the weather conditions are not a limiting factor for milk production. Right. Exactly. So I think that that's that's kind of the goal in mind, but the game changes considerably from summer to winter, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, spring and fall probably the most ideal times because I'm going to draw on I, I'm probably Mark going to draw on a lot of information that 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 could be challenged but are in, it's that's fine. information that I used as a consultant Absolutely. for the last you know for a number of years. Absolutely. But I, I if I remember correctly a cow's temperature comfort zone is in Fahrenheit something between 40 and 75 degrees. I, I think yeah. Yeah. So, so between that 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 75 degrees Fahrenheit, that is when a cow is is in her ideal climate. Okay. Um, so when we begin to run above that in the summertime or we begin to run below that in the wintertime, then we have to take different measures to be able to uh, keep the stress down on a cow and keep them right keep them at their at their at their best. Biggest issue that we run into, and a lot of things will kind of key off of this, and there are things that we need to, rabbits that we need to chase yeah. probably off of this. We can do that. But the big thing that we need to worry about is when we begin to close up barns and that kind of thing, we got to worry about ventilation. Yep. We've got to worry about air exchange, yep. you know, air quality. Um, I'm kind of drawing again on, uh, on, on some, of the, um, some of the things that I learned uh, as a specialist. But I do believe that a cow in the wintertime is exhausting something in the neighborhood of five gallons of water a day just breathing. Right, right. And so when you put several cows in one barn together and each one of them is exhausting five gallons of water into that barn air, yep. you know, you're talking about the potential for a lot of condensation. A lot of condensation and in that condensation being able to to um in, in a warm, you know, you, you lock all of that up, you get condensation, you're getting no, you're getting no air movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so here you are condensating that. And, and with all of those cows in a barn, giving off thousands of BTUs. Yes. I mean, you're, you're heating that place up with all that condensation. You're just asking for, for some, for some bacteria and, and those kinds of things to be growing in, in the wintertime. Right. I mean, it, okay. So look, look at the facility itself. Okay. All right. Um, and, and it may need to be that that you know that we put in some um, that we put in some mechanical ventilation into a building to be able to move air through it. But for the most part, if we can use natural ventilation, that's yep. what we want to do. Yep. But we should have a goal in mind of keeping the 
the inside temperature and the outside temperature fairly close. Right. You know, if we can keep it within 10 or 15 degrees inside to outside, we've got the potential to, to cut back on that condensation, to cut back on that stale air, yep. that ammonia air that, that's yep. beginning to accumulate. So guys are going to need to look at opening up ridge caps. They're going to need to look at opening up eaves, you know, some of those kind of things to get air out. And if you've got sidewalls pretty well pretty tight you know we need to be able to make sure whether that's a curtain wall or whatever it is that we can open that up and not be in a, not be afraid to you know sometimes I think we get in we, we think that we've got to warm these buildings up considerably and I don't know that that's as big a deal as, as, as it is air, air exchange. I, I think I would agree with you and, it, and in fact I think one of the one of the great um, indicators of poor air exchange is condensation on the on the ceiling oh yeah you know, when, when you start seeing condensation on the ceiling, we, we probably need to open up some of those eaves, some of those ridge caps, lower curtain a little bit to get more to get more air air moving through there. Absolutely. So I, I know that that's I know that um, um, most most of our most of our herdsmen are, are seasoned managers today and they understand those kind of things. But, you know, we in the wintertime, we want to we want to go in the house and we want the house to be 70 degrees. Well, that's not what we need for our cows. Right, right. You know, but we do need to, to maximize that that air quality. And perhaps we need to install some ventilation if we can't, you know, to, to force enough air through the barn to be able to keep that uh, keep that air quality uh, in, engaged. Definitely, but, uh, definitely. Now, you know, you, we, can, we can definitely do several things there uh, to help with ventilation. But I, I, I would agree with you that, um, you know, that ventilation is probably number one there. I think that if we're talking about if we're talking about uh, the ventilation and what that's doing, it's cutting down on condensation, reducing moisture in the barn. I think that we need to then begin to consider, you know, what 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 additional things can we do to reduce stress on the cow? Right. So, simple terms, and maybe this is too simplistic. Huh. I've always felt like cows need to stand for two things. Cow needs to stand to eat yep. at the bunk, and a cow needs to stand to go to the part of the milk. Right. The rest of the time, she should probably be spent laying down. Okay. Okay. So if that is true, then we probably need to provide a very comfortable place for her to be able to do that. Okay. Because we don't want her laying in the alley. We don't want her laying in the gutter. We don't want her laying in the manure. We don't want her building up, you know, we don't want to deal with the yep. somatic cell and yep. the bacteria yep. that is going to come from her yep. laying in the shit. And so we need to make a comfortable, dry place for her to do that. Now, dry bedding in the winter is much more of a challenge than it is in the summer. Oh, yeah, it is, especially for sand. Yes. Well, for straw for or, straw or, or, or anything, sha- yeah. shavings or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but without getting into a uh, you know a, a great dissertation of what we prefer in terms of in terms of um, mats or or sand or or w- what types of bedding or right. whether it's oh, pack yeah. or stalls yeah. or all that kind yeah. of thing, we need to provide a, a a a dry comfortable place that she would rather lay in than lay in the gutter. Than lay in the gutter, a- absolutely. And and because that's where she she's gonna she's gonna lay down. She's gonna she's gonna be comfortable. You're talking about the somatic cell. But she, she, that's where she's going to ruminate. That's, that's where she's going to allow all of that, that feed to start being converted into the volatile fatty acids in her, in her rumen. And she needs a place to be able to lay down and, and just sit down and let her body do all of those things without, without being uncomfortable. Because if she's uncomfortable, she, she's not going to process that feed like it ought to be processed. Well, I believe that, that and, 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 I, and I'm not even going to try to recreate this number, but there's an amazing amount of blood that flows through the udder to create a pound of milk. Yeah. 
And so when when she is laying down, she is much more efficient at blood flow through the udder than she is when she's standing. Yes. So we want to make sure that we maximize that time that she's comfortable laying down. So if we if we're covering the challenge of of additional condensation, additional moisture, you know, uh, uncomfortable situations, it, it's a little more challenging to provide that best place, best comfortable place for her for her to lay down and 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 to rest, and then. And then we deal with the age-old problem of too many of us trying to cram too many cows in too small a space. Well, absolutely. And not only does that affect affect being able to lay down and be be most productive with blood flow and, and, and rumination and all that, but that affects bunk space. Yes. You know, if, if I if I if I have overcrowded cow if I have overcrowded bunk space, they're not getting what they need. Yes. You know, and 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 let's just the bossy cow is gonna get is gonna get more than she needs, and and the and the more submissive cow is gonna get less than she needs, and we're and we're we're gonna severely affect milk production when we do that. So I think you're right. I think we try to cram. I think too many guys too many times, especially in the winter time, think well I got to get them all all in the barn here, and and we end up cramming them up too much. Well, you know, you you mentioned you mentioned bunk space, and I think we're probably ready to move on from you know uh, f- from from comfort of, of the cow being, you know, in the stall. And <clears throat> if there's stalls, all of the different requirements that's necessary, depending on the size of the cows, you know, for the brisket boards, for lunging areas, for the depth. I mean, you want, you want manure going into the alley, the gutter, you don't want it going into the bedding and all that kind of thing. But with, without getting into a great deal of, of, uh, of, of statistics there, which vary from so much from farm to farm. So you're talking about bunk space. One of the things that one of the things that stick out to me is that it seems like, and maybe it's just the farms that I was always on, that everybody kind of had this two square, two two foot linear foot okay. of bunk yeah. space for every cow. Yeah, you know, and and that was kind of a rule of thumb, and you know, to me that would that would vary whether that was a whether that was a eleven hundred pound Jersey herd or or an eighteen hundred pound yeah. Holstein herd, uh, w- which would be kind of a no brainer. But you know. The, the, I think one of the factors that not many people took into consideration was how frequently are you keeping feed in front of the cows? Yeah. Is fresh feed in front of the cows, you know, right. 20 plus hours a day? Right. Or are we, are we just, ma- are we just managing to get feed to the bunk a couple of times a day and they probably got feed out there for four to six hours. Right. So the guy that, the guy that's saying, I got two linear feet, you know, on my, on my, on my herd for bunk space, who's only keeping feed out there four to six hours and you got the boss cows that are going to be engaging the bunk, yep. you know, during most of that time, that's not adequate. No, no. You know, he probably needs three or three and a half feet of it, bunk yeah, space. Yeah, at least, at least three, three and a half. Yep. You know, to, pr- to provide fresh feed. And of course the goal there is to provide fresh feed because the ultimate goal is to reduce stress. Definitely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you think about that and, you think about cows being in a stressful situation. If you got a cow that's hungry and she can't get to the bunk, that's pretty stressful. I mean, what what do we call it? We call it hangry, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and not only you know, I mean, so it so it's a it's a stressful situation. And that for gets her. crazy around here. Oh, when you yeah, get this yeah, bunch hangry. Eleven forty five. You Ooh. just you know you hardly even talk to anybody by you know mm-hmm. between eleven forty five and twelve o'clock unless it's hey where you want to go get something to eat because you know you're gonna get growled at. 
You know what I mean? But especially that sales group. You that know sales group, yeah, and they're, the they're, marketing group. They're man, they're a bunch of they're just a bunch of nasties. They're yeah, of course they're the ones that are going to edit what we're saying and not saying today. So yeah, I'm, I know, but I thought if we said it enough, they couldn't edit it you out. You go ahead and step out there. I'll talk about the sales group. Okay, <laughs> sounds good to me. But you're right. No, no. So I think I think you're right. I think bunk space is one of those things, especially you know in the in the winter time when when we don't have feet out there. 20 hours a day or, or 10, 12 hours a day. You know, if it's just out there four, five, six hours a day, then, then we definitely need to make sure that we've got enough bunk space there, three, three and a half feet. When, 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 when I was making recommendations on the farm, Mark, we was always encouraging fresh feed 20 hours a day. Yeah. Now you figure out how to get that done. Okay, so how long is your feed going to stay out there before it begins to get stale? You got a little longer window in the winter than you do the summer, yeah. you know, but how long is it going to take for feed to stay fresh? So how often do I need to run feed to yeah. keep to, to keep feed out there? 20 hours is a good time limit because that gives us some that gives us some actually time to to, to go to bed and sleep a little bit, you know, yeah. between times we got to run feed. So um, I, I think that the thing that makes us successful in the wintertime is is that cows are out of their ideal comfort zone when temperatures are below 40 degrees. Right. But, but our cows can consume more feed for the maintenance that's required, and they will. You know, they, they feel fresh enough, even in the, in the cooler temperatures. They'll go ahead and take on more feed where in the summertime yes. they're stressed. They're outside of their comfort zone. It's 95 degrees outside, and they like it at, you know. 75, 80. Or less. Yeah, or yeah. less, yeah. And, and so, you know, but, but they have a hard time taking on the feed to be able to manage right. the stress. So milk falls. Right. Wintertime, we can maintain some pretty good milk production. Yes. Yes. But feed consumption is going to go up. Yeah. And so it's yeah. more critical to keep that fresh feed out there in the wintertime so that we can maintain that, that, uh, uh, that higher level of maintenance on the cows it's going to take to be able to, then cons- to, to get enough dry matter intake in them to maximize milk production. Definitely. You know, I, I'd have to go back and look at some of our rationing programs. I wonder if our rationing programs take in outside temperature. Well, you got to remember that when I was balancing rations, yeah, yeah. it was I, it was the old Spartan I, I was, uh, program, you know. So it did yeah, not. I was, but I was trying to you, I was trying to remember that right off the top of my head. If the, if if some of the rationing programs took in for for that, so that so that there would be increased, I'll have to go. I'll have to go look. I can't remember. We'd have I, I would have to use factors back then, you yeah. know, to 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 uh, increase dry matter in, intake uh, or decrease dry matter intake based off of weather. But um, yeah, it wasn't built into the to the software yeah. then. No, no, because software back then was pen and paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should I should not have I should not have, have, have said that. That was that was mean to treat somebody, you know, with your of your age with less respect than what's and, due. And and wisdom. In wisdom. Yeah. In wisdom, right? Thank, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I apologize because, you know, one day I may be that old. <laughs> <laughs> you can only hope. I can only hope. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just just kidding. So, so anyway. you know, we're, we're we're talking about we're talking about keeping plenty of fresh feed out there. I think we kind of covered the the basis for that. You know, we're reducing stress, and so we're we're managing to maintain those cows the maintenance requirements that's gonna that's necessary. They're burning a little more energy because it's a little colder, so they're yeah. you know the, it's it's causing a little more energy to to, to come off of the cow. You know, uh, fresh water. Always necessary. Definitely. You know, we're going to want, want to, even, just because it's not summertime, you know. Doesn't mean that she's not going to need water, especially absolutely. if she's sitting there respirating five gallons of water a day. Yes, absolutely correct. Without it, she's not going to, she's not going to, she's not going to perform at her best for us. Can she get to the bunk this time of year? You're talking about times of year when it's, when it's a lot more moisture, condensation, you know, uh, the, we got a lot, we got sloppier, um, yeah. uh, 
surface areas, you know, or how are we doing in providing for the footing for the cows to get back and forth, you know, because we don't want it to be a challenge for her to get to the bunk. We don't want her to be challenged or stressed going to the parlor, you know, so do we have good grooved areas, concrete areas, or is that, or is that slick, you know, and that, and then, and that manure pretty slick, you know, that surface pretty wet, you know, and, 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 and we've got her trying to sled to, to where yeah. she needs to get to and not really wanting to get up right. uh, with that challenge, you Definitely. know, that stress. You know, I, and I, I think, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, we, we just, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, you know, think things in the wintertime just get harder. Yeah. And, 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 and those of us who have been out there to do it know that. You know what I mean? We we know that things in the wintertime just get get harder to do. And and it is and it's not as it's not as fun. Even, you know, we talk about the ideal temperature for cows being there between forty and seventy five. Man, farming's kind of fun when it's forty to seventy five degrees, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Even even for us. And and so and so I think, you know, I think for us sometimes we have to go, I, I know this isn't fun for me to get out there and do this, but I've gotta go do this to make to 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 make um, you know, to reduce the stress on the cow. Well, see, we're here in Southern Illinois. The thing that we deal with a lot is mud. Right. You know, I mean, we freeze and thaw, freeze and thaw. We can get just as cold as anybody, but then we'll, you know, within two days, you know, we're back up to 50 degrees. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a unique climate here. And so we're dealing with that challenge, but what about the folks, our friends up North, you know, that, that have got a pretty well, uh, uh, tunnel in and tunnel out of the snow. Yeah. I mean, you can't even get a milk truck in, you know, they, they got to worry about, they got to worry about all of those issues. You right. know, can we keep the equipment running, you yep. know, or we got to, you know, we're, we're, that's not as big an issue as we're doing. We're dragging it through the mud. They're trying to get it through the snow. And so. get, yeah. Or, or down in the panhandle of Texas where they're worried about a blizzard blowing through yeah. and keeping everything cleared out because everything's going to, going to be, you know, completely snowed up Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, or, you know, or, or some freezing rain blowing in and, and all of that. So no, you know, you're exactly right. So, okay. So we talked about, we talked about ventilation and, and air quality. We've talked about bedding. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about bunk space and and uh, and enough feed that's available. We've talked about um, you know fresh water. I think fresh water is where we kind of left off. And the cows need just as much water when it's when it's you know 25 degrees as they do as they do even when it's 80 degrees. So keep know? those keep those waters clean. You know, it's not as much fun. You know, cleaning those waters out when it's uh, you know when it's 10 degrees. But yep. uh, we got to we got to make sure that we do that. Definitely. All right. So what? So what's in the, what's the surface area? Let's keep these surface areas with some, you know, with some traction so that the cows feel good about getting around yep, on yep. them. Um, but uh, you know, besides that, we've got we've got the normal issues with um, with parasites. You know, mm-hmm. we're wanting to control, keep our cows clean, comfortable in that regard, keep vaccination schedules up, and and. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of running on empty right now. So. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, you know, what, you know, we want, we want to also make sure that there's some good natural light shining oh, through. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah, good. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we want to make sure there's enough light there that just, you know, uh, you know, we feel better when when we're in the sunlight. You know, we, we feel better when it's when it's not when it's not dark, and and I think that there's something to that. I don't know exactly what that mechanism is in that cow and why it does that, but if we get some good natural light. Then, then we know that the cows are doing. The, and doing we're not better. always going to have natural light, but we're going to have to provide some light to keep yep. to keep her at the bunk and keep her yep. maximizing dry matter intake because light will will uh, will help will help do that. I mean, we know that. So lights, 
uh, timing of the lights, uh, that kind of thing is important, critical. Yeah. You know, you know, as we, as we get ready for for this winter time, there are there are an arm's length worth of you know lists that we need to keep. You know, keeping equipment up, keeping water lines un, un, unfrozen. You know, and 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 you know, and sometimes. Uh, I think that that you know we we know we know a lot of times what we ought to do, but sometimes we just we just you know we have a hard time keeping all of it done in the winter time. Well, we run out of time. We do. You know, we've got we 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 throw in the you know the abnormal thing that we weren't planning on today, and we and we run out of time. But the better job that we can do going down that checklist of things that need to be done tonight before we go in, before we pack it in, yeah. the better my day is going to go tomorrow morning. Definitely. The likelihood, the better my day is going to go when I get up tomorrow morning. You no, know that no, uh, I, everything I would, is going to cooperate. I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that for sure. So you know we've we've talked we've talked a little bit, or I've actually talked a lot about about the dairyman. You know what what about what about the guy who's got the beef farm? You know what what are what are a handful of of things that that he needs to to really be thinking about that maybe sometimes get neglected for for whatever reason that he needs to be thinking about with uh you know with those with those beef cows and and you know and and I and I guess when I say beef cows I'm really kind of thinking mama cows right you know the kind of cow calf operation and 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 the mama cows so any any tips for those guys any anything anything you can think of that they really need to be washing i think fresh water is is probably one of those things would you would you not agree oh absolutely <clears throat> the goal's still the same reduce the stress yeah okay um, regardless of whether that where that cow's at whether she's nursing a calf or whether she's just you know whether she's getting into whatever stage of gestation that she's in that the goal yeah. is to reduce is to reduce stress on her so we've got to consider shelter yeah now there's certain parts of the country where I think that shelter is a is a structure right you know that we can get them in and under I think there's other parts of the country that shelter can just be a um, a tree line or a, a bluff wind, line, kind of a windbreak. A windbreak, yeah. yes. Uh, you know, just as as an area that that uh, that they can get out of. If we're putting up shelters, air quality is a big deal. Yeah. You know, because a lot of us don't have you know really well prepared areas for for mama cows. Right. Uh, beef feedlots a little different. We've got better we got better structures, better situations, yeah. uh, better designs uh, designed for air. Uh, quality and air exchange. You know, I was I was thinking about this. You know, the, these these you know wind wind breaks or at least something to you know a tree line or something like that was in the panhandle a few weeks ago, and 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 a guy just had square bales, big big square bales. You know, big square bales in you know blocking the the north wind, and he he actually had stalkers in in there. That you know he just needed needed a place for even those even those stalkers to get out of the wind, and and it was and it was pretty simple. You know, just just put big big um, big square bales up to to block the wind around around that area. You know, and um, and so I th I think sometimes it can be as simple as that that that's going to make the difference between um, between keeping the cows comfortable and keeping the stress down and and not doing it. Because even a stalker calf, if he, if if they're stressful, they're not eating, they're not growing. Mm -hmm. I have I have noticed that in, in my experience, and and hopefully that was last decades experience that we've that we've moved on from that and I know we've got we've got folks that are a lot lot smarter than I am that are that are making these decisions but it seemed like that we had a lot more uh, problems with energy management mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know cow yes. consumption yes. Uh, yes. going into the winter time we had yep. a lot of 
let, let, let's talk about stalkers. We had a lot of situations where we had stalkers going into the winter on, on poorer quality forage, mm -hmm. regardless mm -hmm. whether that was baled or whether that was whether that was uh, gra grazed or whatever right. it was, where that poor quality quality feed was was barely gaining them a half a pound a day, right. and then we we hit some bad weather for a couple of weeks, and they were going backwards. Right. We weren't managing uh, we weren't managing adequate energy supplementation, and so uh, you know some of the some of the protein supplementation on some of our on some of our hay herds, some of the uh, energy supplementation, some of the grazed herds, some of that you know was was critical and was being was wasn't wasn't managed as well as it should have been. Right, and I, and I think that it, that even happens with uh with with some of our mom cows. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, and, and especially especially if she if she's got a calf on her, mm -hmm. you know, and and we you know we think oh well this is you know I'll just put out a couple of these round bells and that'll be you know that'll be good, but if if but we're not managing her energy, and if she if she doesn't get enough energy, you know. She's either going to milk off her back, or she's going to she's not going to milk, and then we're not then we're going to have poor weaning weights. We're not only going to have poor weaning weights, but we're not going to get a rebred. We're not, yeah, exactly. Because a cow in a negative energy position will not stick. No, you know we no. can we can we can breed her all we want to, but if she's in a negative energy position, it ain't going to happen. No, no. You know that's the beauty of what God God's given you know His creation that that cow going downhill Definitely. isn't going to have a isn't going to have a calf to try to maintain as well. Yep. And and so in a grazing situation, you know, they need to be out there looking at, at the condition of, of, of the of that pasture. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and let's be honest, that's that's not the funnest thing to do when it's twenty five degrees outside, you know, and it, or or even when it's forty <laughs> degrees outside and it's raining, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. that's not that's not and but we we need to we need to be checking on those things and, and you know, think not just think, well, when I saw it, you know, it was okay. And, and looking at that for for that for that energy balance, you know, keeping them comfortable, you know, when it when it gets extremely cold, some kind of windbreak, some kind of kind of uh, structure maybe, and then and then you know watching watching their energy balance, whether they're a mama cow with a calf, e even if she's in the middle of gestation, she she needs she needs adequate energy um, so that so that when she has that calf, everything everything's gonna just click right along uh, with her, and she's she's gonna be able to produce milk and and um, and, and do that for that. Uh, absolutely. No. So good. Well, I, you know, Lynn, I think we've, I think we've kind of, uh, given enough, uh, enough of those tips for today. Okay. And, um, unless you can think of something else that we just absolutely need to cover. I think it's been fun. I think it's been a good time. So I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to see me. <laughs> I am so glad to Mark. <laughs> no, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming in and talking through this with me guys. You guys out there listening. We appreciate you listening. Remember you can, um, you can always find us on Facebook. You can uh, find us in YouTube and at always, always you can find us at seedcorn.com. Thanks for listening.